Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> This is George Gamond, and welcome back. Well, I should say I'm back. I, yeah. So today's Wednesday. I'm sorry. I'm getting kind of like focused, refocused myself on the show and what I'm doing and what I'm talking about today. You know, I started to put the show together. <laughs> it's kind of humorous that I would actually do this and not think about what day it is. So I was thinking, let's talk about some, talk to some dead people and get messages from your ancestors and maybe talk a little bit about past lives and all that sort of thing. Then I realized it's Valentine's Day. It's a day for love. So if anybody wants to talk about love, we can do that. I can always push the other stuff to another day tomorrow and Friday because I'll be back tomorrow and Friday. So a half, only a half hour show. So if you want a quick message on love, we can do that. But I got some messages out about Valentine's Day and how it started and where it came from and all that fun stuff. I like to find articles appropriate to that time, what we're what we're doing, right? So that's what we'll do. We'll talk about Valentine's Day. We'll talk about love. We'll talk about that sort of thing. And then we can go from there, but then we can talk about past. So it just depends if anybody wants to call in and do that. Now, let's keep it really, really positive today. I don't want any horror stories about love. Well, my lover left me last week, and it's horrible. No breakups, okay? No breakups. Just, you know, it's just general, hey, if you want to know about when love is going to come into your life, we can get into that. Are you ready for it? I'm a big law of attraction person that many of you know, so it's. I believe that if if you want something, the universe will provide it for you, but you just have to be in alignment with it. So that's about as much as I'm going to say about that. So we'll, let's talk about love. So anybody wants to call in and talk a little bit about love. Today I had to go get a blood test. I see my doctor. Probably the last time I'm going to see this doctor. No, nothing bad. I'm moving out of the area. I'm moving from California to Colorado in about a month. So this will probably be the last time I see my doctor really nice woman nice person i should say um but we did she did a it's kind of funny she wanted to do a blood test about b12 now i'm living on a plant-based diet and i think she was concerned that i don't get enough vitamin b12 which is not in vegetables so i take supplements so we'll see what the test comes out and cholesterol like really seriously cholesterol that's i haven't had meat or fish actually fish probably in over six months or eggs. Nope. Cut the eggs out too. Went to a plant-based diet. I'm actually feeling pretty good about it, except for my allergies. Well, it's like that whole different thing, right? It's a whole different thing. So I got somebody trying to call me, but we'll just decline that little puppy. Um, okay, so that's what we'll do. So if you want to call in, we want to talk about love or romance or anything like that. I have an art, a couple of articles on that. Now, hopefully nobody will get offended by this article because it talks about sex and romance. But, hey, this is the day, right? Valentine's Day, isn't that the romantic thing? That, does anybody want to be my Valentine? I don't know. I don't know who you guys are. You know, like, sure, yeah, why not, right? Yeah. Well, if you want to meet me in Denver in about a month and a half, we can do that, right? No, just kidding. Yeah, actually, I'm moving. Probably looks like around the end of March, the the target date is somewhere around the 23rd. I got a lot of work to do. It's like, oh, 
to get there. <laughs> okay. Really, seriously. Okay, so what we'll do is we'll talk about that. Um, what we're we doing. Okay, so we're gonna get a couple of articles. Let's get into the history. I'll check back with you and see if you want to talk to me, if you have any questions about love and romance and see what your spirit guides or maybe your ancestors, maybe your great great grandmother has some comments for you about romance and love and so we can tap into her. We can tie the two little things together, right? Your your ancestors or maybe some famous person what they might have to say about romance, you know, somebody who was an expert on romance and give you some advice. Freud, right? <laughs> no, not Freud. Sigmund Freud was not exactly the person I would call on. And I hear this, why not? Okay, okay, Sigmund, why not? <laughs> okay. I'm sure, and from his perspective now and the energy that's in the non-physical world, he has really changed a lot of thinking about romance and love and all that sort of thing. So if you want to hear from Sigmund, we can do that, or any of those famous whatever's from the way back when, the way back when machine, right? Anybody ever watch Rocky and Bullwinkle? I think it was Rocky and Bullwinkle and Mr. Peabody, Sherman and Mr. Peabody. Did you ever, anybody remember those animated cartoons in the way back machine? They did an updated movie of that a few years ago, and it wasn't very good. The old series, I guess you could find them somewhere. I guess somewhere on somewhere on cable, you could find the old Rocky and Bullwinkle shows or YouTube videos of them. But those are cracked me up. The Sherman, and they would go back in time and try to solve the problems of time. I think, wasn't Sherman a dog? Yeah, Sherman was a dog. Which one was which? I know, I'm having fun. I'm playing a little bit today. So, let's talk about romance. Anybody remember? Remember that? Rocky and Bullwinkle? Uh, Boris and Natasha, the Russian spies, or the yeah, the Russian spies, and yeah, Rocky and Bullwinkle, yeah. Okay, so I'm playing a little bit. So let's get into romance and Valentine's Day and the history of it, and then we'll go from there. We'll have some fun. Okay. And well, okay. What's the first article we're going to do? Uh, the first article we're going to do, I have a great, oh, let me do, well, no, no, I, I got about three or four. I got so much stuff to cover that it's like, uh, okay, now let's don't do, let's just do this. The history of Valentine's Day. Um, the legend of St. Valentine, this is from the history, well, history.com based on the history channel. Okay. So the, the legend of St. Valentine. The history of Valentine's Day and the story of its patron saint is shrouded in mystery. We don't know that February has long been celebrated as a month of romance, and that's Valentine's Day. You know, I'm thinking maybe it's because it's the middle of winter, right? It's before spring, and, and we need that little excitement. <laughs> we need that little stimulation in the middle of winter. Maybe, maybe that's all it is, right? We... We, we've crossed the midway point in winter, and now we're looking forward to spring, and we just want to get a little frisky, right? Okay, so that's where Valentine. That's my opinion, humble opinion of Valentine's Day, right? So we know it today contains vestiges of both Christian and ancient Roman traditions. But who was Saint Valentine, and how did he become associated with this ancient rite? Okay, the Catholic Church recognizes the three different saints named Valentine or Valentinus. 
all of whom were martyred. One legend contains that Valentine was a priest who served during the third century in Rome when Emperor Claudius II, two Corinthians, right? Uh, decided that single men would make better soldiers than those wives with wives and families. He outlawed marriage for young men. Valentine, realizing the injustice of the decree, defied Claudius, Claudius and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret. When Valentine's actions were discovered, Claudius ordered him to be put to death. Well, that's kind of a bummer, huh? But I'm sure even way back then they had affairs, you know. Well, we can't get married, but we can still, you know, be romantic and have love, right? Okay, other stories suggested Valentine may have been killed for attempting to help Christians escape harsh Roman prisons, where they were often beaten and tortured. According to one legend in prison, Valentine actually sent his first Valentine greeting himself after he fell in love with a woman, young woman, young woman, possibly his jailer's daughter, who visited him during his confinement. Before his death, he alleged, it is alleged that he wrote her a letter signed from your valentine. And that's supposedly where it all started, an expression that is still used today. So what do you think about that? Although the truth behind the valentine's legend is murky, the stories all emphasize this appeal as a sympathetic, heroic, and mostly important figure. But how would they ever get Cupid and the you know the wings and the arrow and the heart? Anybody know any of that? I really, I that that one I didn't get into that one, right? Okay, so we're gonna get into a little bit, and I'm gonna check back and see if you guys want to talk to me. Nobody wants to talk. Nobody has any romantic any romantic stories. Let's let's get the stories about romance. Let's get some really positive stories about falling in love and meeting somebody, the universe bringing you somebody. I think one of the best stories I've ever heard is this gentleman I met years ago, knew him briefly, and we were talking one day, and he said that he had been married. He got married, oh, I don't know, way before that. And he talked about meeting his wife and that he had been trying to manifest somebody for a while. And he was in a dog park walking his dog and his dog approached another dog and he met this woman and it was instant. Bam, done. So you never know. You could be in the dog park. You could be at Starbucks. You could be in the market. You could be at a friend's house and they bring somebody over. You never know where love's going to come from. I know a lot of people are into the internet and meeting people on the internet, but you never know. You just never know. You just never know what's going to happen. So, you know, you, you got to have you got to keep it open. You got to keep open for the universe or God or source energy to bring somebody. So, maybe I should let my spirit guides talk to you a little bit about Valentine's Day and love and so forth cuz well, let me do one more thing. We'll do that cuz I always let my spirit guides talk to you for a little while about all this subject. Okay. So while some of you believe Valentine's Day is celebrated in the middle of February to commemorate the ancestry of Valentine's Day or burial, which probably occurred around A.D. 270, others claim that Christian church may have decided to place St. Valentine's Feast in the middle of February in an effort to Christianize the pagan celebration of Lupercalcia. Luper, Lupercalcia. Yeah, Calcia. Calcia. 
Lupercalia, celebrated at the eyes of February or February 15th. Lupercalia was a fertility festival dedicated to Frunus, the Roman god of agriculture, as well as to the Roman founders of Romanus and Remus. To begin the festival, members of Lupercia, an order of Roman priests would gather at a sacred cave where the infants, Romulus and Remus, the founders of Rome, were believed to have been cared for by a she-wolf. Priests would sacrifice a goat fertility for fertility and a dog for purification. That's kind of sad, isn't it? I like goats. And of course, I like dogs. That's terrible. They do that. But they would then strip the goat's hide into strips, dip them into the sacrificial blood, and take to the streets, gently slapping both women and crop fields with the goat hide. Sounds kind of gross, right? Ugh. But, you know, like, where do traditions come from? Where do I don't know. So far from being fearful, Roman women welcomed the touch of the hides because it was delivered. It was believed to make them more fertile in the coming year. Later in the day, according to legend, all the young women in the city would place their name in a big urn. The city's bachelors would then choose a name before paired for the year with his chosen woman. That, that that kind of a crazy idea, you know. What do you think about that? That's kind of an arranged marriage. The guy reaches in and pulls your name out. And you're going, oh no, he got my name. Oh, of all the men who could have pulled my name out of the hat of the urn, it's him. But guess what? By tradition, you're stuck with him. I think the women should do it. I think the women should have to reach into a hat and pick a man and then go, uh-oh, no, I'll put that one back in. <laughs> I'm going to get another one. Oh, okay, that one's – I can take that one, right? No, I'm just playing. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. How about all these single people just kind of instead of like dating sites, you get to pick a name. Well, isn't that Tinder in a way? <laughs> kind of sounds like Tinder, right? Except in Tinder, you get lots of choices. There you only get one so Tinder should just pop up one person. You select that person, and then they're stuck with you. Okay, I know. Okay. Lupercalia survived the initial rise of, rise, of rise of Christianity, but was outlawed as it was deemed unchristian at the end of the 5th century. Wow. And so the... So the Pope at that time declared February 14th St. Valentine's Day. It was not too much later, however, the day became definitely associated with love. I was thinking about, you know, you take this thing and you dip it in blood and you slap people. That's kind of a reddish color, right? It's like a Valentine's greeting. Okay, I know. I'm being weird. Uh, Valentine's greetings were popular as far back as the Middle Ages. Through written Valentine's didn't appear till about the year 1400. So it wasn't a Hallmark thing, okay? <laughs> it started way before Hallmark. Actually, Valentine's cards. The oldest known Valentine's still in existence today was a poem written in 1415 by Charles, Duke of Orleans, to his wife while he was imprisoned in the Tower of London following his capture at the Battle of Aragorn. The greeting is now part of the manuscript collection of the British Library in London, England. Okay. So what do you think? In addition to the United States, Valentine's Day is celebrated in Canada, Mexico, the United Kingdom, France, Australia. 
in Great Britain, Valentine's Day began to be popularly celebrated around the 17th century. See, we didn't start everything in the United States. Things started a long time ago in other places. By the middle of the 18th century, it was common for friends and lovers of all social classes to exchange small tokens of affection or written notes. By the 1900s, 1900, printed cards began to replace those written letters due to the improvements of printing technology. But there's still something very romantic about writing it, right? Something sweet about writing the note to somebody. Valentine's. Put a little heart on it. Anybody do that? When you were in school, did you get... I don't know if they still do this. When I was in school, we had to give out Valentine's, little Valentine's greetings to all the kids. A little candy inside, right? And you had to give one to everybody. You couldn't be just like, would you be my Valentine? You had to give it to everybody. It's like, really, seriously, I don't want to give it to him. Okay, so somebody wrote me a note. I would like to say that when you aren't looking, someone will appear. It has been so true for me. Yeah, my daughter said that before she met her husband. She'd given up looking, and boom, it happened. So give up, give it up, give it up, and let the universe do its job, right? I call that, and my spirit guides call it that, is creating the vacuum. You know, if you're not putting a lot of energy into it and a lot of resistance into it and a lot of pressure into meeting somebody, all that energy is just kind of pushing it away. That's my take on it, and that's what my spirit guides say. Now, So once you release all that and just let it go and say, okay, I'm just going to allow it to happen, turn it over, you create a vacuum, and the vacuum needs to be filled. And how it's filled is with the universe is providing your God or spirit or source or whatever, your higher self. Okay, let me check back. Anybody want to talk to me? Okay, no. Guys, you don't want to talk about romance. We'll carry this over till tomorrow. Well, maybe not. Yeah, I, I guess every day I do readings for people, and a romance is probably the number one thing that people want to talk about. Jobs or romance are moving. It's usually – it's like an 80-20 thing for jobs, romance and jobs. Now, back during the recession a few years ago, it was the other way around. It was jobs. Jobs, when am I ever getting a job? So, you know what? I'm going to take a few minutes, let my spirit guides talk to you, and see what they have to say about Valentine's Day. And I guess we'll get into dead people tomorrow or some past lives tomorrow. Strange, George didn't give us the formal introduction today. Okay, well, we'll give ourselves a little bit of a formal introduction. We go by the name of Sarah. Sarah is not really a name that you know of any particular spirit teacher or spirit guide. Um, it's just a name we gave the group, and in the group there's teachers and masters from different areas of the universe. I guess that's a good way of saying it, different spiritual backgrounds and teachings and all come together in one unity, unified voice to present to you ideas and thoughts. We're, we're in harmonic agreement on the topics that we present to you. Now, I know George wanted to talk about Valentine's Day, but we'll give you a little insight about how we work from the non-physical side of the um, universe. I guess that's a good word for it. 
we have differences of opinions, like you have differences of opinions. Many of us lived upon the planet Earth. Many of us didn't. Many of us have different perspectives on things that, that you may have or don't have. But we, we do disagree on certain things. We're not completely 100% in total agreement with everything. You know, we're, we're allowed to have free will as spirit teachers and spirit guides. So if you hear one spirit teacher say something and another one contradicted slightly. Now, in the basic elements of everything, in the, the core of all beliefs, we're, we're in full agreement. But there, there are shades of different dis- disagreements between us about how certain things should be handled and how things should be carried on. Certain teachers emphasize certain things and other teachers emphasize other things. And that's, that's normal. You, you have it in your society. You have it nothing, nothing more in nothing. Is different in your societies than in our societies. You know, we believe in the principle, and we try to emphasize this to people. It's it's a disagreeing is okay. Disagreeing with the idea of understanding and learning from a different perspective is beautiful. Having differences is beautiful because you learn from the differences. We learn from each other. We have different experiences. We have different backgrounds as spirit teachers. Many of us are living on other planets, whether you accept that concept or not. And so we come to our, let's say, groups, our teachings, our, our togetherness, and we share our different experiences. Now, they may be different. And we may differ slightly on an approach to how to deal with you humans. And and so how do we put this for you? So that when when there is a disagreement, certain ones will be allowed to address people who have issues that they have an expertise in versus others, okay? So let's get back to the word love for a moment and the idea of Valentine's Day or love or expressing love and how do you attract love? Well, it's a simple process. Simple but complex because you make it difficult. You make it much more difficult than it should be. Love is nothing more than something that you have already that you express. If you're in love with yourself, if you're in love with your environment, if, you're in, if, you, if you manifest and, and it display the qualities of unconditional love, of joy, appreciation, then you're putting that out into your environment. And you're going to attract that back into your environment. So that if you want love, and you want love at a certain level and a certain type of person, put that out there. Put out with, out into the environment around you what you want to get back to you. Now, a lot of you do that by default, right? You express things and you attract that back and you go, why did I attract that? Well, it's because that's what you're thinking about. That's what your words are about. That's what your feelings are about. That's what you're, you know, if you're expressing anger all day long, guess what you're going to attract, right? But if you're expressing love all day long, if you're putting love out there, guess what you're going to attract? You're going to attract love. Now, the other part of that, and we, we talk about this all the time, and it's really important from all spiritual teachers will will tell you that the idea of that is that you, you, you can't have doubt and you can't have fear in the aspects of love. You can't doubt it that it can happen. You can't question it can happen. You have to put the past behind you. Because if you think in terms of the past, well, I had a relationship and it didn't work out and, oh, it's terrible and blah, 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 guess what you're going to attract? 
the same thing over and over again. You're going to attract relationships that don't work and people that are misconnecting with you or are not intentionally together with you on, on what love is about. So you got to put doubt away. You've got to put fear away. You've got to put you got to believe in yourself. You got to love yourself. As soon as you get to that place of being in love with yourself, being a joyful person, a happy person, guess what you're going to attract? Get rid of doubt, get rid of fear, remove the past. You know, you may have learned lessons. You know, that's the contrast thing that many talk about, the contrast. Well, I learned that I don't like this, so I want this. But then don't think about what you don't like anymore. Don't even go there. You know, people talk, well, I don't want somebody who's dishonest, and I don't want somebody who cheats, or I don't want... No, leave that alone. Leave, go to what you want. Go to the kind of person. Put it out there. You want somebody who has integrity. You want somebody who's loyal. You want somebody who's caring. You want somebody who's funny. You want somebody who is responsible, in a, level, in a, in a sense, Right? So always focus on the positive of what you want in a person. But utmost, you want somebody who displays love, who's a loving person who displays loving kindness. That's just that's not wishful thinking. That's just not that's just not that attitude of, well, that would be nice, but no, it's absolutely important for humans to develop that quality of loving kindness, expressing yourself and giving and sharing with others and taking care of each other and, and being there for each other. That's what humanity is about. Once you step away from that, once you step away from that ability to be, be there for other people and to love other people and to care for other people and to care for yourself – then you're starting to attract something that's not spirit-like, not God-like, not source-like. You know, Jesus talked about that. You know, loving your neighbor as yourself, expressing love. That's loving kindness, loving your neighbor as yourself. First of all, you've got to love yourself. But So we, we say to you, if you want love, be love. If you want love, if we, we can emphasize that. Write this down. If you want love, be love. If you want honesty, be honest. If you want romance, be romantic. Be what you want to attract, and you will attract it. So that's enough. That's our Valentine's message. Just be love. If you want love, be love. Write that down. Put it on your mirrors. Practice it every day. I'm going to be love to attract love. I'm going to be honest to attract honesty. I'm going to be loyal to attract loyalty. I'm going to express loving kindness and compassion to others, and I will attract that in someone else. Be what you want the other person to be. what you want that other person to be, and you will attract it. So thank you for listening. Bye. Okay, I'm back. Oh, that was, well, that was interesting. They kind of emphatic about that whole thing. I'm almost out of time. Uh, I had a whole bunch of articles and I was going to get into and uh, I got about two minutes. So if anybody wants to call in real quick on a message and love, I'll do that. Or I can go into this article from MBG, which is mindbodygreen.com 
the problem, okay, key turns ons for men and women. Let me get to the bottom part. How to communicate your sexual wants and needs. Real quick, we'll just kind of brush, brush over this one. While communicating your needs may feel more natural while the act of sex is happening, it is actually best to have this discussion outside the bedroom while also letting your partner know how much you appreciate him or her. You know, if you haven't got to that place yet, expressing your needs is really important. Maybe maybe you don't want it. Maybe that's something you need to express that need. No, you know what? I'm not looking for a physical relationship. I want a friendship. That's all. That's it. If you're looking for more, you know, I'm not the one. Or in a relationship and you're starting a relationship to be open and talking about that. Don't be afraid to guide your partner in one direction or another. That's the way to show what you like without harsh wording, wording that can feel like an insult in the moment. If you don't, if you're not into something sexually with a partner, if you're not, if you're not comfortable with something or if you're comfortable with something else, it's good to talk about that. Now, some people are afraid to talk about sex outside of the bedroom, right? But it's important in establishing a relationship to understand each other's needs and to get involved. There was an interesting part of this article. Um, I could get into it. Because women are natural caretakers, it's easy them to set their own pleasure aside and fade it. In favor of meeting their partner's needs, women worry they take too long to climax, and that's where the caretaking instinct kicks in. Once their partner reaches orgasm, women typically give up their own pleasure. Do you do that? That's not good, is it? So that's communication, isn't it? Communicating with your partner and understanding your partner understands what you need and you understand what they need. And that could be whatever type of relationship you're in, right? Whatever type of your relationship you're of a caretaker. Make sure that your needs are being taken care of. Okay, that's enough. That's a Valentine's Day story for you today. It's been fun. I got about 20. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk more about dead people and get messages from your ancestor tomorrow. And we'll talk about a little bit about past lives. We'll get back into that theme. So have a beautiful Valentine's Day. Have some fun. Go out. You know, if nothing else, love yourself. If you don't have a date, love yourself. Do something special for you. Bye now.